Today was part two, Jacob three and four. I taught this morning in early morning and there were some great things that happened, some great conversations and great comments the kids made and things I felt very impressed to share by the Spirit. But we ended on, again, that progression of, you know, um, dating, hand-holding, hugging, kissing. And the discussion seemed to really um, sit and in kissing and what's appropriate kissing, what's not. And what is, I mean, the strength of the youth says um, passionate kissing, stay away from passionate kissing. And some thought um, French kissing was okay and some didn't. And anyway, as we ended class, I got in the car and um, because I have a break before I teach the next two classes and I was sincerely just heavy, just felt heavy and just, frustrated and I felt like oh my gosh I just sent them out the door and that was the last thing they heard was a discussion on kissing and what's passionate kissing and I just thought man that did not go the way I hoped and I I really felt like I had kind of failed the Lord and so as I was driving home the thought came you need to go to the temple and just this desire to get to the temple and I don't have a long break and I just thought oh usually I come home and I'll walk I'll get my exercise in and um, as I drove home just the feeling just was so strong you need to get to the temple and so I grabbed my temple stuff and ran up to the temple. I mean, I'm already dressed in church clothes, ran up to the temple, got changed, and literally I had one minute to make the session. And I didn't have a packet. They gave me a packet and I made it into the session. And as I sat in the temple session, as I watched Adam and Eve, just this wave as he talked about go and fill the measure of your creation and everything was created plants and animals to fill the measure of their creation to go and have families just this wave hit me that is what this is all about the honor and the privilege of having a partner and being sealed to God and feeling the measure of our creation, the joy of having family, of learning in a family unit. And so all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. This is the message, the temple. And then as we made covenants and then um, as, as the session went on, just wave after wave of just this emotion of this is what it's all about. And in the prayer rule, the uh, prayer circle, the man prayed and blessed that those who had come with specific needs and needing specific inspiration would receive it. And again, I just was so emotional that he would pray that. And I knew that that was for me. And then um, as we were finishing and I was going into the celestial room, just the words that we say just so hit me and I could not say them without crying. It was just such a beautiful experience. And so I went out, ran down, took my, um, changed, ran, got in the car and came straight back to work. And as I drove to work, I just prayed and just said, Heavenly Father, I know it's about the temple. So tell me what to do. 
And so the first thing I did is I wrote the word marriage on the board and said, what emotions come to mind when you see that word? And my, my next class just clapped and said joy and excitement. It was so cute. And I said, really, no one's scared. No one's worried. And one person raised their hand. And I said, you know, when I was your age, I was terrified. And I said, probably because of things that had happened when I was little, um, I was terrified. And I said, um, let me tell you how I met my husband. And so I told them about meeting my husband and knowing the very first time that I had gone on a date with him, I knew who he was, but the first time, um, so I had learned who he was over a process of time and seeing what a good person he was over like a year. So the very first time we went out, I had the distinct impression that was my husband. And I freaked. I didn't tell him that, but I was not very nice. And so for the next five weeks, we were together all the time. Either he would ask me out or he would just show up, but we were together all the time. And he was very straightforward. He was five years older than me, very straightforward about um, one of the things he said is, you know how you have that image of the person you want to marry in your mind? Well, you're her. And I said, well, you should probably date other people. Um, he did not know I was freaking out because I knew it was him. And I said to the kids, um, I was terrified. I wanted the Lord to give me a guarantee. I wanted a written promise that this person would never hurt me, would never cheat on me, would never do things he wasn't supposed to do and I said to them that doesn't exist it doesn't happen and so I said after five weeks and I'm sorry for the tears after five weeks um my husband fasted and said to the Lord you need to tell her I hadn't kissed him I hadn't said I liked him I hadn't said I loved him um, we were together, I figured he probably knew, but I wasn't very nice. So after um, five weeks, he went away for the weekend and fasted that the Lord would tell me. And in several very, very strong witnesses, the Lord let me know. And I said to the kids, I shared with them what those were. And they were all amazed, like, no way. I mean, they're pretty incredible. And I said to them, you would think after all of that, um, my husband came back and said, how was your weekend? And I said, um, I think we're supposed to get married. And the kids were like, what? And I said, he said, let's go get a ring. <laughs> That's our story. Um, but um, I shared with them how I got those witnesses. But I said, you would think after all that, that I would not doubt, that I would not question. And I said, but I did. And there were many times that I hit my knees and would just sob and say, I need you to tell me again. I need you to tell me again. He's the one. And I said, finally, the spirit said to me, ask me again, Martin Harris, and I'll change the answer. And so I said to them, what does that mean? And so they told the story of Martin Harris. And I said, exactly. And I said, I knew from that point on, I had to act in faith. And I said, so from then on, I would say to the Lord, I'm going to do this unless you tell me it's wrong. I'm going to move forward unless you tell me no. And I said, even kneeling across the altar, I was sobbing. 
but I said yes. And I said it wasn't until we left the temple that that weight, that burden just lifted off my shoulders like it's done. Finally, it's done. And um, I said, I was so relieved. And I said, and so then we had made a commitment that we were going to go to the temple regularly. And I said, so about two years later, probably, we were in the temple. And I said, we had a little boy by then. And I said, in the temple, you make covenants a lot like um, the sacrament when we renew our covenant of baptism. I said, every time you go to the temple and do an endowment, you renew your covenant of marriage with the Lord, your sealing with the Lord. And I said, the women sit on one side and the men sit on the other. And I said, um, at one point, the men covenant something. And at points, we all covenant things. And I said, so at one point, we were covenanting. And I said, the Spirit said to me, look over there. And I said, I looked over and saw my husband. And the Spirit said to me, that is your guarantee. As long as you are here covenanting with me, you do not need to worry. If you are in the temple and you are covenanting to me and he is covenanting to me, you will never have to worry what he is doing. He will never have to worry what you are doing. You just worry about your covenant with me. And so then I um, put up two scenarios on the board. The first scenario was, boys, your future wife is in high school right now. She has a boyfriend who is pressuring her to send him... Um, inappropriate pictures of her self um she doesn't want to but she's really afraid that he won't date her anymore that he'll break up with her and after doing it a couple times she's afraid no one else will date her and then boys your future wife is in or or that was for the boys girls your future husband is in high school he's super stressed and super I'm tired and worn out and so occasionally he uses porn to relieve the stress he's gone and talked to the bishop and admitted this but he's made the mistake again and is afraid to go back um, and let the bishop know that he's fallen again so he's made the mistake a few times and so then I said to the kids what do you think about that I want to know your honest feelings if this was your future spouse and Someone said, it just breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that they feel this um, burden, that they feel that way. And then someone said, it makes me think, well, are they going to cheat on me? Are they going to do things they shouldn't do? Am I going to be enough? Are they going to compare? Are they going to love me? And then um, one kid said, she should just break up. Holy cow, there'll be someone else. And so they expressed very sincere feelings, and I loved that. And so then I shared with them um, the story about my son um, having a scripture study in Missouri. He was eight years old, and um, I found out he was doing scripture study at recess. And I may have shared this in the last episode, so I'm sorry if I did. And I said, I was so thrilled. Here I was, and I thought, I'm the mother of Joseph Smith. He's such a great kid. And then I said, flash forward, when he was 12, 
we found, and I think I did share this, that he had been looking at porn. And um, I said, you cannot imagine how devastating that was um, years and years and years ago before we thought anyone else did. Um, I said, he felt worthless and I felt worthless as a mother. And I said, so we began the process of battling this together, going to the bishop and doing things. And then I said, there was a time, and I think I shared this, that his light really started to go out. And so I felt very inspired to say to him, who's the best kid you know? He said his little brother. And I said, what do you think Satan thinks? I'm just going to give him a clear pass. He's such a great kid. Um, he would never do anything. And I said, my son shook his head and said, no, Satan probably thinks I'm going to work so hard on him. And I said, that is exactly right, Taylor. And don't you ever forget who you are and why he's coming after you. And so then I just said, you know, the plague of this day is pornography. And um, I said, that boy went on a mission. He is married in the temple. He is an awesome husband. He is an awesome father, but he continues to battle that. And so I bore testimony. You heard that in the other, the lesson that we just had, but I, with these two classes, I hadn't shared that. And I said, what I want you to understand is I adore that boy, I still think I am so lucky to be his mother. And I truly believe someday when he goes back to heaven, the Lord will hug him and be so proud of how he fought and battled. And I said, um, we just had a conference talk where they talked about always being worthy of a temple recommend. And I said, so we showed them the old, I showed them the old Temple recommend question in the new one that says strive. Are you striving? And I said to them, what stands out to you? And they said that word strive. And I said, why? And they said, because that means we're trying. And I said, that's exactly right. So always, if you fall, go and talk to the bishop. Use the things that we have been given of the atonement and repentance. And don't keep yourself in that dark feeling of worthlessness. Go and talk and be worthy of a recommend so that you have the strength the temple gives. And so then um, after that, I had them write a letter. I said, I remember one time a leader having us write a letter to our future child. And I said, you can do a future spouse if you want. But I said, I will never forget that feeling as I started to write the letter and I knew I had a son. I said, I knew it with everything in me. And I said, um, there was a time that I actually felt that son. And I said, I truly believe it is my son, Taylor. And I said, he, I know he knew he was coming to my home to my family and we have always been extremely close and I'm so grateful for him and then um it was so neat to look around the room and see every child every kid writing this letter none were left behind um all of them were diligently writing and um then at the very very end I just said I just want to end with my testimony of how much the Lord loves you. If you get nothing else, please know how much the Lord loves you. And then we said a closing prayer. And, you know, um, it was so neat to have kids just say, thank you so much. I needed this. Thank you so much. And I had a 
student wait till everyone was gone and say to me, you have no idea what an answer to prayer this is. This was the very thing that I have been praying about. I've wondered if I'd be a good husband. I've wondered if I'd be a good father. Thank you so much, Sister Perkins. And then I had a girl say to me, I wish every class could hear this lesson. I wish every class could hear what you said. And I just want you to know these youth are amazing. They are God's chosen generation, and I feel so honored to be their teacher and to fill their spirits. And I have to say, they so want to be good. They so want to do what's right. And I'm so grateful that the Lord gave me the direction in the temple a friend of mine said you know there's a quote that says nothing will be change behavior quicker than preaching the doctrine a study of behavior does not change behavior a study of doctrine changes behavior and i'm saying that completely wrong but um you'll probably recognize that quote and here was the problem the first time i taught it is we were studying behavior we were not studying doctrine. And I'm so grateful the Lord corrected me and allowed me such an incredible privilege. It was such an amazing lesson. And I'm so thankful that he gave me the opportunity. And I love your kids.